Where are you cowboys and cowgirls at? Hey everybody, this is Dan Hillenbrand and welcome to Modern Cowboy, the podcast for the cowboy lifestyles and businesses around the world. I'm glad you're here, so sit back in your saddle and prepare to be inspired, motivated, educated, and entertained as I interview a new guest each week that embodies the modern cowboy. Hey, hello everybody and welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Uh, I have a very special guest on the uh, podcast today and I'm super excited to talk to her. Um, before we get to our guest, uh, today's episode is sponsored by FSR Cattle Company. Uh, that's FSR Cattle Company out of Weatherford, Texas. They are the premier producer of team roping and steer wrestling cattle. Uh, so whether you need uh, a couple truckloads for a big event or just a few head to practice around uh, your place, FSR Cattle Company is the place to get your steers. So check them out on Instagram or Facebook or at FSRCattleCompany.com. So today I have uh, on, the, on the podcast Amberly Snyder, and I'm just going to get right into the interview with her. Um, she's got an amazing story, and uh, I've followed her for several years uh, on social media. And uh, so I'm just really honored to have her on, on the podcast today. So, um, Amberly, welcome, uh, welcome to the Modern Cowboy Podcast. Well, thank you for having me on. Yeah, yeah, I'm just really excited to have you share your story with uh, with our audience today. Um, so, to just want to give us a you know a, a backstory on you and and how you got started on rodeo and and you know how you got to where you are today. Well, I uh, I don't come from a rodeo family like um, a lot of other people. My dad actually was a baseball player. My mom. She had a horse when she was younger, but didn't get to compete. So she did a lot of cheer and dance and gymnastics. But when I was born, my mom saw that I had an interest in horses from a young age. So she just made it available. And at three, I started riding lessons. Um, when I was seven, my family decided to move to Utah. And I told my dad I would only move if he bought me a Palomino Bro horse when we got there. So he followed through. And that's when I started competing in rodeo was at seven. Um, you know, you fast forward up through the junior high days, high school rodeo days, and I did pretty well through there. I was a world all around champion in 2009 for the National Little Bridges Rodeo Association. And now I'm competing professionally in the barrel racing um, and on the amateur circuit in the barrel racing and the breakaway roping. Yeah, very cool. Um, now, so some, some of the listeners may not know uh, that. Um, you know, you are, you are paralyzed and, you know, how, how did that happen? And, um, and how did you continue to just to keep, you know, in the sport after that happened? So in 2010, January of 2010, I was on my way to Denver, Colorado. I was going out there for the stock show when I was involved in a rollover truck accident where I was ejected and hit a fence post and broke my back. Um, they told me the chances of me walking or feeling my legs was slim to none, but more than none. And the chances of me riding and competing again was, was zero. I mean, it was impossible. That wasn't going to be able to happen. It took four months after my accident to get back on a horse. And that was when I finally convinced my mother and doctors that that's what I was doing. 
And it was 18 months after when I very first started competing again. Yeah, that is absolutely amazing. <clears throat> so you, you got back into competing. Um, obviously, you had to have um, a special saddle and, and tack to, to be riding again or? Yeah, so I have some uh, modifications to my saddle. I have a seat belt that holds me in and I have Velcro straps around my legs. My feet are rubber banded in. Um, I have a nylon strap across my left hip and I sit on a seat of air like my wheelchair seat. So I have quite a few adaptations, modifications that make it so that I can stay in the middle, that I don't have to worry about saddle sores and that I can work on my balance when I compete. Yeah, and you know, and for, you know, for people that are familiar with barrel racing, barrel racing, especially nowadays, um, it's not just something where you go out there and just, you know, run a horse around some, you know, some barrels, just getting down the alley, watching that in and of itself is like a rough stock event. I mean, it just scares me to death. I, I don't think I could even, you know, ride a barrel horse. I mean, a matter of fact, I know I, I probably would fall off. So, I mean, for you to, to be doing that now is, uh, is just incredible. And, uh, you know, it's got to take just a ton of athleticism and, and, and just skill and ability and as well as drive. Um, you know, when you initially were injured, uh, what were your first thoughts? I mean, how did you initially react to that? You know, I mean, when you're sitting on the side of the road and you're waiting for somebody to come and find you and you realize that you can't feel your legs, it's, it's a surreal type of a feeling. I mean, I didn't really understand how bad it was or what it was going to, I mean, how it was really going to change my whole life. Definitely. I have learned how it's going to change my life. I'm, I mean, I'm eight years out of my accident now and it has made a lot of things different. It's made some things harder. It's made some things, you know, it's, it's given me opportunities that I couldn't imagine, but you know, you don't expect your life to go that way. You don't expect to all of a sudden go, okay, here's your wheelchair and this is how you're going to have to get around from now on. Right. And um, that has been hard, but gosh, I'm, I mean, I'm thankful that I have it so I can still get around and do what I want to do. Absolutely. Um, I, I had a, another friend who was on the podcast recently, um, Pete Wagner, and he's, uh, He's also, he's a paraplegic and also a, an amputee. And, and he, he said, said something, he says, I think I'm better today than I ever was, uh, you know, and it's, it, it's interesting. Um, you know, a lot of times when things happen to us like that, we're, we're, we're always afraid of things happening. And, and once they finally do and you face it, um, it, you know, it's, it's not like you ever thought it was going to be, you know, um, but some people don't, don't move forward and, and to, to do what you've done and move forward with, uh, you know, what's happened to you is just in, in, in a sport that you're in. I mean, and that's got to take a lot of confidence in your horse as well. Um, you know, uh, you know, do you, are you riding the same horse all the time? Do you have multiple horses? Um, I have my, I have a black horse. His name is power. He is, the last horse I trained before my accident. Um, I still have him. I run him at just jackpots. He's kind of slowing down. Um, I have a younger horse. His name is Legacy. He is the first horse I trained after my accident, and I run him the most. He's my main horse. And lately, I've been borrowing my little sister's horse for a few races here and there. Um, so I've got a few. You know, I've got a few that work and favorites and ones that have not worked that I didn't keep, but 
those are my two power and legacy are usually my main guys. And then when my little sister lets me borrow hers, I do that on occasion. Yeah. And so, uh, you, 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 uh, are in the PRCA, correct? Yes. The WPRA, but yeah, PRCA rodeos. Yeah. WPRA. Okay. And then how, how many uh, events, how many rodeos do you go to a year? Oh, how many rodeos? I would bet that I hit, oh, 70, 60, 70 rodeos a year. And do you do most of your own driving too, or? I do. I do. I drive to all of those. You don't don't even have a helper driver, huh? Um, not very often. No, I, I'm stubborn and hardheaded and like to do it (laughs) myself. So, um, my mom, she'll come with me on occasion if it's a long one. Um, I have my friend Emmy. She comes with me on occasion too, but most of the time I drive, even if I'm in, they'll be there because I've got to have help at my rodeo. So I always have somebody with me, but most of the time I do all the driving. That's great. And then um, you, not that long ago, I, I, I remember seeing you uh, had a pretty bad injury where you fractured your leg. Yeah, I uh, I had a compound femur fracture actually last summer. Um, I, my horse fell on it at a rodeo. The ground didn't hold him and, yes, snapped my femur. And so now when that happened, you know, you know so you're obviously, you know, in your, in your tack and tacked up and you, you say that you have your legs or feet rubber banded. What, ha- what happens when, when that happens? I mean, do you have a, like a quick release to get you out of it or – no, no quick release. Um, that's, I've asked and asked that a lot. And no, I figure that I am safest right in the middle of my horse. Uh-huh. So I figure that everything I have holds me right in the middle. And I like that. I'd rather stay there than be halfway off or have to worry about if something came loose. So no, I stay right in the middle. No quick release. So, so you have like a, a compound fracture of your femur, your horse goes down and then you just stay in the middle and come back up with him. That's basically how it happened. Yep. Yep. He fell and we stood back up and we walked to the gate and the judge asked if I was okay. I said, I don't know. Does my leg look straight? He said, yes. He said, I think so. <laughs> so we all figured that everything was okay. Um, that I have, I'm completely covered in blood from the knee down. That's when I knew something was really wrong. We walked to the trailer and realized that it didn't look very good. So, um, and I still wanted a rope. So my mom had happened to come with me to that rodeo and I was telling her, well, just like, I just, I'll get on my rope horse, I'll rope. And then, and then we'll go to the hospital. And she was like, no, like it's bleeding and we can't get it to stop bleeding. And I, tried to make her the deal that if I could get it to stop bleeding that she'd let me rope and she said okay but we never could get it to stop bleeding so of course I went into the hospital and we realized it was a femur fracture and they had to rush me into surgery I bled for eight hours because of course I wasn't screaming or freaking out um so they didn't know I don't know if they just didn't know how bad it was or they just figured if it was super bad I would say something but by the time I got into surgery, I had to get two blood transfusions to replace what I had lost. Oh my gosh! And so now, and, and now yeah. you were, you were roping when this happened. You weren't you weren't running barrels. I was barrel I was barrel racing. I was barrel racing, but I was at an amateur rodeo, so I had I wanted to rope my calf. Oh my gosh! Okay. After. 
Okay. But my mother was, and that's what she told me. I said, if I can get my leg to stop bleeding, can I rope my calf? And she said, if you can get it to stop bleeding, I'll let you. <laughs> but I couldn't get it to stop bleeding. Oh man. Well, that's uh that's some, that's some cowgirl toughness right there. That's amazing. So, you know, along with the, you know, continuing to compete and, uh, in in rodeos and in everything that you're doing you've also uh started uh speaking how, how how soon after you were injured did you did you start doing the uh speaking and reaching out um to you know the different um i guess high schools and in other organizations uh when did that all come about um i it actually kind of picked me so i i was a state ssa officer when I got my accident and so you write a retiring address and I had written my retiring address in December of 2009 Mm -hmm. and you can write it on anything you want so I had written mine actually on overcoming obstacles I had thought that was the one thing I wanted to share with FBA members and so it was kind of crazy to write this whole speech in December 2009, and then here I was living it in January 2010. State convention was two months to the day after my accident. You're kidding. And no. So, I mean, I went where I wheeled out on stage and gave that speech two months after. And, of course, it had changed a little bit with with the obstacles that I was now facing and living with what I had written in that speech. And it was crazy after I did that one, people asked me to kind of, you know, come speak at their banquets. And then from there, you know, there was like administrators at those that asked me to speak at their schools and then business leaders learned about it. And then I went and spoke at, you know, businesses. And then it just grew from there. Like I said, it was crazy. It kind of just picked me. Like that was just what I was, meant to do and it worked out that way so now I speak as my job and my career and I absolutely love it I never thought there would be something that I enjoyed as much as I do being on a horse but I absolutely love speaking that's that's amazing that's absolutely amazing so and how many speaking so you go to 70 rodeos a year you drive yourself and how many speaking events Mm -hmm. how many speaking events do you do um, I do anywhere from 40 to 60. It just kind of depends on how it lines out, but I don't know. I would say, yeah, probably around 40 or 50 speaking engagements by the end of the year. So you are like super, super busy. Uh, to say the least. Yes. Yes. I feel like I am constantly on the run doing something or planning something or being somewhere. Yeah, we definitely stay busy. Yeah. And even, even and, and you'd say you just moved into a new house. We were talking a little earlier and uh, you were doing some shopping right before. And, and even through the podcast, it sounds like you've, I, I know you had to, I think maybe did you drive home uh, while we're talking even? Um, I am in the truck still. Oh, you are still. So, okay. yes, driving, driving home to my house now to unload this stuff. And then, you know, do the next thing until I get my help that can come and help me ride a little bit later. Very cool. So with, with 
everything else you're doing, you've got something else that's uh, going to be coming out um, here, I, I think, in spring. Uh, you want to share a little bit about that with us? Yeah, so kind of exciting. Um, a company called Poke Productions has had my life rights for a movie for a little while. And this year, Netflix got a hold of it and decided that they wanted to make an original movie. So Netflix is, is coming out with a, a movie about my life. It's called Walk, Ride, Rodeo. We just got done filming it about a week and, well, I guess maybe two weeks ago now at this point. And, oh, maybe not, maybe only a week ago. Yeah, we just got done filming a week ago in New Mexico. It was in Santa Fe and Albuquerque. It was really exciting. Um, so I was in and out. I would fly down there for the week, and then I'd fly home for my rodeos on the weekend. Um, because I was, one, I, um, I'm a, pro a producer of it, and two, I was my own stunt double. So any of the parts that are riding after my accident that are faster than a trot um, will be me that's riding instead of the girl that is playing me. And any of the pre-accident riding pieces are actually my little sister. So I flew her down there as well to play those parts. Oh, man, how exciting. Very exciting. How, so how was it, uh, again, you, you never thought probably um, ever in your life they'd be making a movie about, about your life. Um, how, how, was, how was that? I mean, was that like just overwhelming or shocking when it uh, you know, initially started to happen? Um, all of the above. I mean, <laughs> it's one of those things that you kind of just feel like when somebody's like, we want to make, you know, a story about your life. And gosh, how often do you ever hear that? I don't know if that's very often. Okay. So I was like, um, at first in the very, very beginning. So I had somebody approach me probably four or five years ago and wanted to have my life right. And I had told them at that point, I'm like, well, I haven't done anything cool. Like I've gotten on a horse. That's it. I mean, you have to do something cool for people to make a movie. But um, when I made the American in 2015, I felt like there was at least a high point, you know, something that was achievable and accomplishable and, and worthy of, of being at the end of the movie. So that's actually what the end is, is I make it to the American to run as the fans exemption. Um, but so surreal. I still don't think it's even hit me. Even sitting on set and watching my life unfold again, um, it, it's such a weird feeling yeah. <laughs> because, I mean, it's not me playing myself. It's somebody else, but watching her and trying to say, okay, this is what I would do here. This is kind of how I felt in this situation. Um, yeah. What an experience altogether. Yeah. Yes. That's just amazing. Absolutely amazing. I mean, I, I think that as a culture, we're kind of movie obsessed anyway, and, and we love inspirational things. And, you know, everybody kind of has a fantasy at one time or another about just even being in a movie or acting or whatever. And then, and, and now you have the opportunity to be there. And, and like you say, you still don't even know if it's hit you yet. I know. I don't know if it's going to hit me until I actually like watch it or something. And, but yeah. yeah, it's even unreal just for me to think about the fact that we really did film a movie like and that really is going to come out and people are going to watch that you know march of next year yeah. um 
it's exciting. Yeah, very cool. And so what was it like, uh, you know, being on set and, and, and doing those things? I mean, was it anything like you imagined or was it more like hard work? Um, you know, there is such a team to make a film at all. And we crammed, I mean, movies take so long. Um, and we only did four weeks of filming. So that means that, I mean, we were filming four or five scenes a day. And there are movies that they, they get half of a scene done a day or, or maybe one a day if they really were working hard. Like, so we were doing four or five scenes a day, which means that it was insanely busy. And, oh, there, it really takes a village to make that. It was, I mean, every person I met with what job that they did was exciting, you know, that you have one per, you have a whole crew in charge of lighting and a whole crew in charge of sound and a whole crew in charge of just the props and a whole crew in charge of just the, the background situation that's going on. I mean, there's so many people and that was more than I imagined. Mm-hmm. Um, and then how long it takes to do one scene is insane to me. I mean, you do something like 15, 20 times over and I just sat there and would visit with the actors and was like, oh my gosh, do you guys feel like a broken record? And they say, yeah, you do. And it's as hard as it, you know, even if this is your 20th take, you have to act like it's your first. You know, you have to, everything has to feel like it's your first. And that was impressive to watch these actors do an amazing job at that. Yeah, because the end product, uh, once the end product's there, you know, you don't see all that, uh, all the trial and error and and all the different takes. It's just that end product. and, And that's, what they're looking for, you know, in, in good film and, and, uh, telling a good story. So. Yeah. So that was, it was fun. It was fun to watch that. Yeah. Very, very cool. So, and and now you've, um, you've got, uh, quite a few sponsors now, uh, you know, and Aaron, like, um, you want to just talk about some of your sponsors and. Yeah, I have an amazing team and thank you for asking. I have an amazing team behind me. Um, I have the people that, that put clothes on my back. Cinch is, is one of my main sponsors and they came on quite a few years ago, actually. And I was super honored that they asked me to be a part of their team. Um, Resist all is of course what I wear on my head. Couldn't wear anything but the best. Um, Purina and Arenas, they take care of my horses with my grain and my supplements and, and to have them on my team has been amazing. Of course I have other horse sponsors. I've got, um, classic equine, they cover all my tack and of course your everyday needs. I have ice horse. I have embraced victory for my breast collars when I want them to be, um, just specifically for me, they make my, and I love embrace victory. Everything is very scripture oriented, which is important to me. So I absolutely love that. Gosh, I don't want to miss any that I have. Um, actually I, I went hunt, I'm a hunter and there's a, a ranch that jumps on board to sponsor me called Circle B Bar Ranch and they allowed me to come and hunt with them and that was an exciting event and I was really honored that they invited me to do that so they're they're a part of my team as well you know to have to have people that believe in you enough to want to put their name on your shirt is is something that a lot of little kids in the rodeo world dream of and I've been lucky enough at this point to have them all there yeah, that's, 
That that is so cool. And Matt, well, you do a lot of things, Amberly, and, and you're also a hunter. So, what? Uh, when did you start hunting? Did you start hunting at a young age or later on? Or I actually started hunting the year of my accident. As crazy as that sounds, um, I had always been super busy. Um, but in the fall after my accident, I was invited to go hunting to fill a muley, a mule deer buck tag down in the corner of Utah. And that went so amazingly well um, that I started hunting after that and have kind of fell in love with it. Like I, I definitely, I just want one of everything pretty. I don't need, I don't need to go every year and I, you know, I don't need to hunt just to hunt, but I definitely have fun when I get to go and have some amazing animals that I've been able to hunt and harvest and take home and feed me and my siblings and my family all together. Oh, that's, yeah, that's very cool. Very, very cool. So, um, now in, in terms of, uh, you know, movies, do you have any, any favorite movies besides the one that's going to be coming out in March? <laughs> my favorite movie, one of my favorite movies is Warrior. Actually, it's a, and I, I, I am not a fighting type person, but I love Warrior. It's about two brothers that end up fighting each other in an MMA fight. That is one of my most favorite movies. Um, man, I wonder what other movies are my favorites. That one is always just the first one that comes to mind and, and that, when I think of my favorite movies. Um, now, I'm just, I'm just going to ask you, because I, I talk, ask a lot of people about it because I'm obsessed with this show, but have you ever seen the, the show Heartland? It's a... Yes, yes. I just got caught up on the la on the most updated season, actually, of that. So did I. Yeah. So I just uh, that's one of my guilty pleasures. But but it, it's it's a, yes, that is a good one. Yeah, it's very cool. Very cool. How about music? What uh, what do you like in music? You know, I like anything that I know the words to. <laughs> if I know the words and can sing to it, I'm gonna listen to it. Um. I, that's the only way I can explain it. it. It can be anything you can imagine of the stuff I listened to in high school, which is different than what I listen to now. Um, but if I can sing the words, I'll have it on. Uh, now, do you sing well? Uh, my steering wheel thinks so. <laughs> oh, that's great. That's great. So, um, where now are you getting ready to go anywhere right now or in terms of rodeos and stuff what, what's coming up next for you yeah i've got three this weekend with it being um labor day weekend there's usually a couple so i've got three coming up this weekend and then my season will start to slow down a little bit and i'll go with my little sister to her high school rodeos it's her senior year so i'll head with her for a little while i've, I've entered pendleton actually my first year entering pendleton so i will go there um the 10th of september and then for me it kind of becomes speaking season so once the rodeos start to wind down then i start lining up more speeches so i have speeches in clinics every weekend in october um i have a clinic so i will stay busy doing that and yeah then we just continue on till it snows and then i try to go to arizona so that i can not be stuck in the snow <laughs> where, where where do you come in arizona I go to Whitman. Okay. It's kind of by Wickenburg. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm actually in I'm actually in Chandler, Arizona. 
Yeah. 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 So I go to Whitman. Very cool. Very cool. So now, um, in in terms of you know, you know, and I've I've, I've watched your wheelchair Wednesdays and and you know, just some of the stuff you put on social media. Uh, in in terms of other pain or discomfort, do you have any other you know pain from your accident or um, any other you know things that you have to deal with besides you know just your wheelchair and not being able to uh, you know ambulate really well. Um, you know, I feel like the wheelchair is, is, that's one of the things that I don't think people get when they see someone on a wheelchair is there's so many other aspects that go along with that. I mean, your independence is completely stripped and you have to try to fight for every ounce of that back. Um, and I have to do that all the time, especially picking a sport that is with huge animals. So I have to get a lot of help, which requires a lot of patience and a lot of tolerance. Um, when it's stuff that, you know, for 18 years of my life, I did independently. So mentally, that's the rough part. Um, physically for me, I, I'm pretty lucky on the pain thing. I'm sore every day, but I don't think it's any more than other people. I uh, I actually, my, my hips and my lower back is what hurts when I ride. And I just got this laser. Um, and ever since I've had that and been using it, my I can I can ride three horses a day and not be sore. So that has actually taken care of that problem for me. So I do pretty well. If I'm sore, I laser it, and then I feel fine. Yeah, that's great. Now, is that a is that a cold laser or a, which which laser is that? Yes, it is. It's a cold laser. Um, it's called Active Pro, and. Yeah, I actually met them in Las Vegas at the NFR and was able to try one for a little bit and fell in love with it. My horses love it. It has worked wonders for me. Um, so I use that now anytime I feel like I I need to not be sore. Yeah, that's great. That's great. So um, you got the movie coming out in, in March and that's going to that's gonna debut on uh, on Netflix, right? It's actually a Netflix produced film original yeah original. Yep. Okay. Netflix original oh man well so you've gone from uh you know rodeo star now to a movie star and uh you, you I, I assume that you're going to probably have a book coming out sometime in the not too distant future or have you thought about I that I hope so I have my children's my children's book is already out oh it is so that's where the yeah I have a children's book it's called walk ride rodeo and that is actually where they got the name of the film. So the film is called Walk Ride Radio, and that came from my children's book. When I broke my leg last year uh -huh. and was put out for the season, um, I decided I couldn't just lay in bed and not do anything, so I wrote a kid's book. And that is out. People can get that anywhere. You can also get on my website and find it. Um, I take it to my speeches when I go. But, yeah, Walk Ride Rodeo is what that is called. Okay. And, and I am writing, I'm, I'm writing another, like I say a big kid's book cause that's my little kid's book. And hopefully I'll have that out by the end of the year. And, and what, what is your website, Amberly? AmberlySnyder.org. So A-M-B-E-R-L-E-Y Snyder, S-N-Y-D-E-R.org. Perfect. And then, and then you said you are writing another book and that's going to be out. 
hopefully by the end of the year. If not, um, in time for the release of the movie is our goal. Yeah, very cool. Well, I, I'll tell you, I'm I'm even more taken aback after talking to you uh, with your schedule and with everything that you do, and and I can just tell you know, through our conversation here that how, how driven you are. And, uh, it's just uh, very inspiring. And, um, I just think it's a, a great thing you're doing with, you know, your speaking and, and, uh, uh it, it can just help so many people. And I just admire you for, I mean, your absolute grit and determination. And, uh, I, I'm, I'm really looking forward to, uh, to seeing the movie. Well, thank you. I appreciate that. Yeah, so very cool. I know you're busy. I know you just got your new house and, and you're you're getting ready to you just we're shopping and, and got stuff you gotta get in there. So um uh I'd say we'll just wrap it up and uh thank you again uh for coming on. Uh, it's just I greatly appreciate it and I know people are gonna really enjoy, you know, hearing your story and uh and looking forward to uh, to your movie coming out. Thank you so much. All right, Amber Lee, well, you have a great day, and I want thanks again. Yep, absolutely. Thank you. Every Friday afternoon, I hitch up the trailer. Saddle up old rock and ice down a cooler. I drive that old back road until it ends. At the rope and pin. We got them rusted out pickups and fancy rigs. $20,000 horses, then there's my own stick. Although we're all the same, the minute we ride in to the rope and pin. Tell of you lie, kick back in the saddle and philosophize most of life's problems. Yeah, we're gonna solve them down at the roping pen. Yeah, we don't do it for the money. Yeah, we're always broke. Just ask Clint what he paid a rope. Now he's lost a dozen wives, half the fingers on his hands to the rope and pain. And it takes a little skill and a little luck. If you can talk smack, you can back it up. Oh, but we're all friends, no matter who wins, down at the rope and pain. Turn another pin of steers, tell a few more lies. Drink another beer and hypothesize. 
most of life's problems By God, we're gonna solve them Down at the Roman pen We'll see y'all again Next weekend Down at the Roman pen Down 